0: Hey you guys, happy Monday. Sorry if I sound kind of congested. My allergies have been an absolute wreck lately. Um, I'm going in to get allergy shots at the end of the month, you know. So that'll last like a little over a year. So I'm hoping by the end of it, you know, it'll be pretty great. So yeah, um, I graduated this weekend, so there's that. And it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, anyways. So today I wanted to just go over... Some of the basic muscles, you know, the bones and stuff. Just some of the basics for the arms. Because, you know, um, arms are arguably one of the most important parts of the body, you know. So, that's kind of cool. So, um, let's get right into it, you guys. So, you have four main parts in your arm. You have your upper arm, your forearm, your wrist, and then your hand. So, like, you know, your upper arm is like you know, where your muscles are like at it's like at the very top of your arm. And then your forearm is like in between your upper arm and your wrist. And then you have your wrist and then your hand. So I mean I'm pretty sure you guys all knew that. So um yeah, the upper arm, a lot of people don't realize this, but it actually also includes the shoulder. So um along with the shoulder comes a lot of like you know ligaments and muscles and bones and stuff so um I'm just gonna go through kind of some of like the main stuff because I don't want to keep you guys here for over an hour which easily could um yeah I was going to have my sister come in today but I didn't realize that she had to go back to her city that she's living in right now yesterday so um yeah one of these days though I am going to get around to interviewing her so yeah. All right, so first we have the scapula. And so that's your shoulder blade. So like if you guys like roll your shoulders back and you like put your arm um like right behind your shoulder, you feel that like hard bone that's like kind of moving with it. Yeah, that's your scapula. So like that's pretty pretty cool. Um it's a flat bone. You know, there's a couple different classifications of bones. So it's a flat bone and it's, um, it's mostly connected. It's considered, um, a floating bone too, because it's mostly connected through muscles and, um, you know, other bones are connected through like cartilage and, you know, there's a lot of other stuff, but the scapula is pretty rare, you know, um, you have some ribs that are also considered floating bones, so yeah, that's pretty pretty neat. So next we have the clavicle. So your clavicle is your collarbone. So like I'm pretty sure you all know where your collarbone is. Um you know, it's right at the top of your thoracic cavity. So if you just want to knock on it, you know, you yeah, that's fun. So um this next one is actually it's a it's typically thought to be your elbow. Um, because like, you know, when you hit your elbows, you hit your funny bone, I guess is what it's called. And it doesn't really feel very good. So a lot of people tend to think that your funny bone on your elbow is your humerus Well, that's actually not that's actually a lie. Sorry to uh, burst your bubble. But your humerus is actually the, um, the the long bone in your upper arm. So like, You know, it has like your biceps, your triceps, you know, like all that good stuff connected to it. And it's the main bone in your upper arm. So, you know, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, um, just going to kind of go through these. So, yeah, there's a couple different joints in the upper arm for the sake of time we're not going to go over them but um i might do another segment just specifically on each of these different parts of the arm you know because they're all so complex and complicated just like the rest of the body so yeah um next let's move on to your forearm so you have two main bones in your forearm and they're called the radius and the ulna so um a lot of people tend to get these confused but um the a nice way to remember it is your radius is the one that is lined up with your thumb and your ulna is on the other side so like if you're just if you're just standing with your thumb facing out you know your or facing forward then your radius is going to be the one that's facing forward and your ulna is going to be the one on the back so yeah um that's that's really it for the forearm you know yeah um Like, it's important, you know, but it's not really as cool as, like, the shoulder joint or, you know, all that good stuff. So, um, just really brief, um, I just wanted to go over some of the joints in the elbow. So, um, So, the ulna humeral joint is where the humerus connects to the ulna. And then the radiocapitillar joint is the radius is when the radius connects to the area of the humerus called the capitellum. And then you have your proximal radial radio ulnar joint. This joint, um, you know, it like connects the radius and the ulna. So um these, you know, your your radius and your ulna are allow you to rotate your hand back and forth. You know, which is why typically if somebody Like, um, you know, if you break your radius or your ulna, which is like your radius is pro. I think, I think it's your radius. I'll have to look that up to be positive. I'll put it, I'll put it in the comments. But, um, um, one of those bones is actually the most common bone to break in your body. Um, just because like, you know, if you fall and you land, then it's taking all of the brunt force of it you know, and, like, it's just instinct, like, if you fall, put your hand out to, like, protect your face, which is, like, you know, just something that we've learned over time, um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, I think that's really intriguing, so, yeah, so that's just the three main joints in the elbow, super fast, so, um, you have, um quite a few muscles you know in your arms and stuff you know like biceps triceps you know like the basics and you know like if you're a body if you're if you like to lift you know then you like always flex in the mirror to like see if your biceps are huge yet you know um which yeah my brother's my brother is my brother likes to lift and you know kind of need to get some pointers from him so I can, you know, get that way too. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar with, like, muscle movement, you know, there's tons of different types of movement that, like, your muscles can do. You know, you have abduction, adduction, um, extension, the list could honestly go on and on and on. So, um, yeah, um, the main... Um, muscle movements that your arm, that like your upper arm is responsible for, is flexion, extension, abduction, abduction, and adduction. So, flexion and extension is pretty self explanatory. Flexion is when you're bringing two body parts together, you know, so like if you're bringing your um, hand up to your shoulder, that is a form of flexion. And then, extension is when you're is when you're increasing the distance between two body parts. So, like, um, what's a good example? So, like, oh, let's go back to, like, the... Um, if you have your hand up on your shoulder blade and you roll it down, that's a that's a form of ex- extension. So, um, abduction is when you're moving... A body part away from the center of your body. So like when you lift your arms up. That is a form of abduction. And adduction is when you're bringing it back to the center of your body. So like you know moving your arms up and down. You know that's that's kind of cool. So yeah. Um. So now I wanted to go over a couple of the main muscles in the arms. Blah, 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 blah. So you have your biceps breaki. Um. So like like I talked about earlier. That's like one of the more commonly known muscles in the arm you know that's the one that weightlifters tend to look at when they're trying to get buff and you know that stuff and then you have your brachialis so your brachialis um is actually underneath your biceps so um yeah that's kind of cool it's kind of like a bridge between the humerus and the ulna so that's pretty pretty important so um the brachialis is more is like most commonly used for flexion of the forearm so, um, you know, like if you're lifting weights, you're not only working on your biceps, but you're also working on your brachialis. so fun fact for you guys. So um, yeah, and next we have the caraco brachialis, and so that must that's the muscle that's located near the shoulder, and that is actually um, the muscle that allows adduction. so you know, moving it away moving your arm away from your body, and then flexion of your shoulder. So that's pretty cool. And, you know, um, muscles are also used to help stabilize joints, you know, make sure that everything's going smoothly. And it's actually it actually helps stabilize the humerus in the shoulder joint. So that's pretty cool. So, um, in the posterior, those last three muscles were in the anterior compartment. You have the posterior compartment. So, you have the triceps brachii. So, um, your triceps are going to be located on kind of like the back of your arm. Um, yeah, I wish, I wish I was taking a video of this. It's kind of hard to explain the location of them. But, um, I'm sure that if you wanted to look up, like, um, a map of, like, the body or whatever, I'm sure that you would find something. Um, so yeah, that's cool. So yeah, um, that's really the main one. You know, obviously there's a few others, but, um, once again, just trying to keep this short because I have to work in the morning and I forgot that it was Monday. So, you know, that's fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we're going to move on to like the forearm muscles and stuff. So the anterior compartment, you have the, your flexor caper ulnar, ul, ul, naris sorry you guys i cannot talk so that's responsible for um flexing the flexing and adducts the wrist and then you have the palmaris longus and so that muscle it, it helps it also helps with the flexion of the wrist um, but actually this is kind of crazy that i didn't i didn't realize this until i started doing research for this episode um but not everybody has a palmaris longus so like that's pretty whack um and now we have the flexor carpi radialis so um that is another muscle that allows for flexion of the wrist um and helps with the abduction of the hand and the wrist Okay, and finally, we have the teres, and so that's responsible for rotating the forearm um, and allowing the palm to face the body. So, um, yeah, that's kind of cool. So, that was just the superficial layer. Next, we're going to move into the intermediate layer. So, there's only one of those there, and that's the flexor digitorium superficialis. So, um, this muscle is responsible for flexing the second, third, fourth, and fifth fingers. Um, so... You know, if you just want to, like, hold your hand out and flex, um, you know, the second, third, you know, basically everything but your thumb, you know, um, you see, like, how you, it, like, kind of twitches a little bit. Like, for me, I can see it underneath my veins. So, uh, yeah, that's your flexor digitorium superficialist. So, yeah. And so, um... Finally, um, in the anterior compartment, we have the deep compartment. And so you have the flexor digitorium profundus. And so like the flexor digitorium superficialis, this muscle helps with the flexion of the fingers. Um, however, um, unlike the flexor digitorium superficialis, the flexor digitorium profundus is involved with the moving the wrist toward the body. So um, you know how like the first one was just responsible for flexing it um the flexor digitorum profundus actually helps like if you roll your fingers towards your body you know that's what that's part of the reason why you're able to do that all right so now we have the flexor pollicis longus and so that's responsible for the thumb you know cuz you know opposable thumbs are great so and that's what makes us so special really because yeah that's pretty cool um and then we have the pronter quadrata. I quadruta cut something like that and so that is similar to the pronator teres um so like the pronator teres it helps it helps um the forearm rotate so you know like if like you have your thumb on the outside and you want to move it to the inside you know it's just really cool how like all of these muscles work together um and you know like all we have to do is say, like, hey, I'm going to be moving my hand soon. And then, like, boom, less than a second, and you're doing it. Like, that's that's so crazy to me, and it's so cool. All right, so next with the forearm, we have the posterior compartment. So with the superficial layer. Now, there's quite a few of these, so I'm only going to go through, um, like, two or three of them. So um, I'm going to go through what I think um, are the most important ones, I guess you could say. um. I'm definitely going to try to do an episode on each of the individual parts of the arm just because there are so many different parts to each part of the arm. So, yeah. So, um, first we have the extensor digitorium. So, um, you know how flexion is curling them in or, you know, bringing them closer to another body part. Extend- extending is, um, you know... Put, getting one body part away from the other so like if you have your hand in a fist and then you move your hand and then you move your fingers away from each other that's a that's um, a form of extension so that's pretty cool um so yeah um the extensor digitorium um is responsible for allowing the extension of the second third fourth and fifth fingers and um then we also have the extensor carpi ulnari, and so that muscle adducts the wrist so you know kind of cool so next we have the deep layer and so we have the supinator um so this muscle is like it allows the forearm to rotate outward you know so like your um your your palm can face up so this um form of muscle movement is called um supination I think I said that wrong I definitely said that wrong But yeah, so that's kind of a fun fact for you guys. That's why it's called the supinator. (laughs) So uh, yeah, and then we have the extensor pollicis longus, and so that's um, it's basically it's a counterpart to the extensor pollicis brevis. So um, you know, it's like Bonnie and Clyde, I guess. I don't. I'm not good with analogies, you guys. (laughs) So yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, there's tons of nerves in your arm just like everywhere else in your body. So, I'm not gonna go over them, I don't think, even though, like, I think okay, okay, you guys convinced me. So, (laughs) we have um the roots, and so, okay, back up. So, um, in so. When dealing with the arm, we are dealing with the brachial plexus, which refers to a group of nerves that serve the skin and muscles of the arm. And so, this is actually kind of cool because it, like, it begins in the spine and runs down the arm. And, you know, like, most people wouldn't think that, like, the spine is pretty close. (sighs) Sorry, guys. But most people wouldn't think that, like, the spine is really close to, like, your arm, you know? Um, But, like, in reality... It's really not that far away. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So there's five different divisions of the brachial plexus. So you have the roots, which is obviously the beginning. And so the five roots are the C5, C6, C7, C8, and the T1 vertebrae. So that's pretty cool. You know, we love ourselves a good, good C5, T1 so, next we have the trunks. Um, so, there's three of these bad boys. Um, so, there's the superior, middle, and inferior trunks. So, the superior trunk is a combination of the C5 and C6 roots, and the middle trunk is a continuation of the C7 roots, while the inferior trunk is a combination of the C8 and the T1 roots. Uh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I totally just copied that down on my note card from a website because I was like, I have no idea how else to put this without sounding absolutely ridiculous. So, I totally did that. Alright, moving on. So, next we have the divisions. So, um, like I stated earlier, there's three trunks. And um, each trunk contains an anterior and a posterior division. So, total... Obviously, you know, basic math, three times two is six. So there are six total divisions. So, you know, that's that's really cool. So, and now we have the cords, and so the anterior and the posterior divisions of the brachial plexus like we talked about earlier. So, these all combine to form um the three cords, which are the lateral, the posterior, and the medial cords. So, the lateral cords are going to be the cords towards the outside, the medial cords are going to be towards the middle, and the posterior are going to be towards the Um, the other outside so yeah that's pretty cool and so finally we have the branches and so um you know like when I think of branches I think of trees you know branching out so um it's kind of cool to think about like the nerve like like from the trunk just these branches branching out to like you know bring nerves together so that like you know, these chemical signals can be sent down from your brain through, like, the C6 and the C7 vertebrae, you know, it's just, it's really, it's a cool visual, at least I think so, so anyway, so the branches on the brachial plexus, they actually form the peripheral nerves that supply the arm, so like I said earlier, it's like a tree, so it's pretty cool, so yeah, so, um, there's, wait, Okay, so there are five peripheral nerves that are, um, you know, kind of responsible for the arm. So you have the auxiliary nerve, and so that's the nerve that is between the scapula and the humerus, and it's responsible for, you know, um, like sending the messages to the um, the shoulder area, which is like, you know, the deltoid, the triceps, teres minor, you know, the whole shebang bang. And next we have the musculotelianosis nerve. And so that is a nerve that um is that like it goes like in front of the humerus and then um it's responsible for sending messages to all of the muscles like the biceps, brachialis, um, you know, like all those good muscles that are that, you know, people you people want to look good. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. A fun fact this nerve also provides sensation to the outside of the forearm. So like, you know, if you uh, don't feel anything on the outside of your forearm, you may or may not have either completely severed a nerve or, or don't mean to terrify you guys, or you could just have some nerve damage, which like, you know, happens to everybody, you know, from my surgeries, I have a lot of nerve damage in my feet, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because I was so young when I got it. But like, I don't feel the cold anymore outside. Like, I can wear shorts and and like, 30-degree weather and be fine. Like, I just don't feel it. So, yeah, it's probably not a good thing. Anyways, so next we have the ulnar nerve. And so, you guessed it, this nerve is located on the outside and is responsible for stimulating the ulna along with the pinky finger and part of your ring finger. So, that's kind of... That's kind of cool um so yeah next we have the radial nerve and so um like the (laughs) like the ulnar nerve it's um it's responsible for stimulating the triceps outside of the upper arm and the muscles in both your wrist and your hand so um yeah it also is responsible for you know giving you some feeling in your thumb um So yeah, that's kind of cool. And so finally, we have the median nerve. So the median nerve travels along the inside of the arm. And so, um, you know, this one is super important, um, the median nerve is, because it's responsible for sending the messages and stimulating pretty much the vast majority of the muscles in your forearm, wrist, and hand. So, um, along with that, it also provides sensation to the thumb, the forefinger, middle finger, and the other part of the ring finger that the ulnar nerve doesn't necessarily cover. So, you know, that that's, I find that really, really cool, and also, you know, kind of scary, because all it takes is one thing, and then boom. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next, um, just wanted to briefly touch on some of the blood vessels. So, um, I was just thinking to go through some of the main arteries and veins and stuff like that because you know, I'm kind of a cardio, cardio fanatic. So like, I'll never take up, a, I'll never pass up a chance to talk about blood flow or the heart or you know, anything, anything like that. So we have the subclavian artery. And so that's responsible for supplying blood to your upper arm. And then you have the brachial artery. And, um... Oh. It's a continuation of the auxiliary artery, which brings me to the auxiliary artery, which is a continuation of the subclavian artery, which we already talked about. So, the auxiliary artery um supplies blood to your shoulder area, and is actually underneath your armpit. So, um, yeah. And then you have yeah, the brachial artery. Um, so it splits, um into the radial and ulnar artery at the elbow joint and supplies blood there. So, yeah, and now that's pretty much it for arteries. And now we have veins. So, we have the auxiliary vein. And so, you know, like we know, the veins are responsible for transporting blood back to the heart. So, the auxiliary vein transports blood from the area um, of the shoulder and the armpit. And then the cephalic and basilic veins... Um, they go upward through the upper arm, and then they finally join the auxiliary veins, you know, like the auxiliary vein's kind of important just a little bit, and then we have the brachial veins, and um you probably assume that they are close to the brachial artery, and you would be correct in assuming that, so yeah, 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 um, it's also another pretty big one, so once again, pretty important, and then uh yeah. And then we have the radial and ulnar veins, and um, they they join the brachial vein at the elbow joints. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. Okay, so where are we at, time-wise? Oh my goodness, we're at 25 minutes. Okay, so we actually didn't get through quite as much as I necessarily wanted to tonight, but it is 10.30 again, and I probably should have done this earlier today, but I didn't get off work until 4.00. So, um, yeah, and I have to get to work again tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys are still, if you, um, you know, are pretty passionate about, like, the Black Lives Matter stuff, like I am, I hope that you guys are still being very vocal, you know, because this isn't a trend, you know, team. So, um, so, yeah, uh, just stay vocal. Don't stop fighting, because the minute that we stop fighting is the minute things get bad again. So, um, yeah, I don't really have very much for you guys today. Um, oh, yeah, um, well, here's something exciting with the whole, like, COVID stuff. So, one of the hotspots in my state is down, is pretty much case-free, you know, like, they only have a couple cases, but they're, um, on their way to recovery. So, yeah, my town hasn't, we've only had four cases, um, well, I guess our, out of our entire county, In our town, there's only been, like, two, I think. Yeah, because the other two were um, on the other side of the county. So, yeah, um, I'm hopeful that this whole whole thing is starting to come to an end. Me, personally, I think that we're already in the second wave of this. I think the first wave came through in about November, December. And, you know, typically, um, if you look at, like, patterns of pandemics and epidemics throughout the years... The first wave is always the largest, obviously, because nobody's been exposed to that specific strand before. And then the second wave, you know, is still pretty big, but not too bad. And then the third wave um, is usually not bad at all. And it's pretty much, you know, um, we're not going to get over this until at least it's like it's like 75 or 80 percent of the population is exposed to this. I truly, I truly believe that, personally. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess that's all that I really have for you guys today. Sorry this episode came out so late today. Hell, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about next week. Email me suggestions if you guys want me to, like, talk about, like, a specific, um, topic, you know, that good stuff. I'm always down to take suggestions, and, um, if you have like a crazy like surgical experience and you want me to share that please feel free to also send those in um what, you know you don't absolutely don't have to just do whatever makes you feel comfortable but uh yeah yeah i guess that's it so um stay safe this week you know um yeah Have a good week, and I hope to see you again next week. All right. Bye, guys.